Welcome back, everybody, to the Long Play Listening Party. I'm Howie Howard from Mr. Furious Records, and we are going through the best music we heard this year. Most of it was released this year. Not all of it was. That's part of the fun. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Nate Holt. What's going on, Nate? Hello. Rob Spector out of Brooklyn, New York. What's going on, Rob? What's up, y'all? <laughs> that was some uh, morning zoo voice right there. And uh, Drew Rudebush, of course, uh, my friend and collaborator. What's going on, Drew? Hi. I'm and, using uh, I'm using Chatbot AI for all of this. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Chatbot AI it has a very accurate read on your taste. Yeah. So uh, I propose we start this week um, by discussing the uh, hip hop that's on my uh, best of the year list, which will be published at Mr. Mr. Furious Records dot com. And I don't know. I don't have a thesis here. I'm just going to tell you what the records are. And it's a very diverse set of records, but I don't have a big story about it. It just seemed interesting to me. And of course, it reflects my taste, which might not be everybody's taste. So here we go. In alphabetical order, um, Backwash, His Happiness Shall Come First, Even Though We Are Suffering. Hmm. Black Star, No Fear of Time. Uh, Elzai and Georgia Ann Muldrow, Zygeist, which I've talked about before on the show. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Pusha T, It's Almost Dry. And, of course, our friend Stick Figga. Valley of Dry Bones with Conductor mm. Williams. So a uh, couple ringers, maybe Kendrick, Pusha, and some really, well, I guess Backwash is the main kind of left field sort of thing. Elzai maybe flies under the radar or just a notch down kind of. Um, that Black Star record, it's hard to hear if you don't want to sign up for Luminary. Sometimes you can find it on YouTube. Sometimes you can't. I was lucky today, uh, December 13th, as we're recording, I was able to hear the whole record on YouTube today. Um, illegal, I suppose, but um, it is kind of a tough one to hear if you're not ready to sign up for Luminary, which I guess was the whole thing. But I just I wish I could send uh, Blackstar 20 bucks even and and download their record i would love to be able to do that black star make your record available i'll pay 30 i'll buy the vinyl i don't 40 bucks i'll buy it just make it available yeah i i, I guess i understand the hate towards spotify and it's like wholly justified um and, and if if by proxy, you also don't want to work with Apple or you don't want to work with Tidal or you don't want to work with like all these like get, like I get it. I get it. I, t I totally get it. However, I also want to listen to your record in my car. Right. And my car Christ. doesn't have a CD player because it's not 20. Like it's not 2001. Like, come on. And there's not like, even a like, CD. I just want to buy a CD. The record. I just want to consume the record. Right. Right. Like and to well, me. And to me, there's a independent distribution mechanism that works in my car and it's called Bandcamp and it just works like it's fine. Like, just put it on Bandcamp, bro. 
I agree with putting on a band camp. The CD thing is disappointing because, you know, I, and I'm not crediting myself with this, 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 I thought it's, uh, I was listening to Tim Finn on the bridge. Um, it was, it was a little while ago. It was a few months ago, but he was talking about how he was going through his, you know, box set CD collections again. And, and how we kind of forgot that, you know, yes, they're CDs, but in terms of fidelity of music, they're much better than what you're hearing now. Like if you listen to something that's streaming on Spotify or whatever through your car, and you put in a CD, if you have a CD player, you can immediately tell uh, the difference. And so um, I don't know if I really want to give up on the cd like i um you know i i i still want to release some records on you know albums on cd like have a physical copy like um not everything but like well well, let me be clear let, let, let me be clear like there are lossless formats that you can deploy to your phone that you can play in your car right and I can play Flack on my phone. As long as I can okay. play Flack on my phone, then then that's fine. I'm just like, my thing is like, I, I'm not carrying a disc man when I'm walking my dog. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I can't I can't bring the vinyl with me when I'm on a run, but I still love the artist and I still want to consume it. And I want to consume it in a environment where I'm eliminated from distraction and increasingly those are mobile environments. And and to bring it back to Blackstar, make Luminary kind of function as the label when it comes to that, right? Like they get a cut, put it on Bandcamp and Luminary gets a cut or make physical vinyl CD. I'll buy whatever. And Luminary gets a cut. Okay. Got no problem with that. But like, I just want it. I want to support these guys. It's so good to hear Yasin Bey rapping again and just just dropping bars. It's so good. He's my favorite rapper. Wow. Of all time. Of all time. It's just and that's I'm not saying he's the greatest or anything. I'm saying his his artistry speaks to me and I feel a connection to what he's saying and he's opened my mind to things and he just sounds so goddamn cool. You know, I want to send him 20 bucks so I can have his record. That's all I want. And, and to me, like the, the distribution of music is the least interesting part of the business right now. Like, like it's just not, it, it it's not, critical in the way that it was when we were growing up, right? Like when we were growing up, they literally moved the, the day that you put out records, right. In order to accommodate like piracy in Eastern Europe, like, like that's, that's just not a thing anymore. That's not like a a primary source of concern. I think every artist should have, you know, absolute dominion on how their art is uh, ultimately uh, delivered to the audience, but as a consumer, I can still, um, chafe when that delivery mechanism is 
incongruent with the level of convenience that's available from all the other artists I consume. Right. I'm not saying that like, like if you have a thing against Spotify, I get it. Like the Joe Rogan thing, like there's a lot of stuff to complain about that company. Like, absolutely. I'm not the guy that's like, you have to be on Spotify. I'm comfortable having multiple music apps on my phone. I just want to listen to it on my phone. Right. And there's, there's so many ways, whatever, However, as an artist, you want to define that direct relationship with your fans. There's multiple ways to 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 go about it. If you don't like one way, there's a different way. I mean, Conductor Williams is brilliant at this. I mean, he sells the the full he sells waves right on his website with Gumroad or something. Um, don't which put is, me on the Gumroad. Which is like in, in, insane. Like that's what an insane person does is <laughs> like sell waves on Gumroad, but it, it, he's, but it works, but it works. And you know what I can do? I can listen to it on my phone. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't mind. I'll, I'll send conductor. I have, I've sent conductor money for waves and that works. And then I can do what I want with them. And I wish, I wish black star would do that. Okay. Enough music distribution talk. I guess looking back at my list, I don't know if any of you guys have heard Backwash. I know I made Rob listen to Backwash a couple of years ago. That didn't go over too well, which is okay. Not for everyone. Backwash is very much not for everyone. I love them. Everything, I mean, the question, I guess, and then we can move on to somebody else. Maybe Drew can have some picks. I think <laughs> uh, the Kendrick record deserves to be in the top tier for the year. I know not everybody feels that way. Does anybody want to fight me about Kendrick? I think this record is going to age really well. And I know some people wanted something more accessible. I like that it's a little weird. It's kind of challenging. It's artsy even at times. But I think the substance is there. And I think in 10 years, it's still going to sound great. And that's why I think it goes in the top tier for me. Now, no arguments. so so I'm not familiar with the controversy. Is the complaint that there is a commercial cons- concession to his music or like like I, I don't understand what where where does the Kendrick hate come from? Oh, I don't think there's hate. I think it's I think it's a con- people are I'm saying it's great and a lot of people say it's great. Some people say ah, it's it's merely good. It's a notch down from everything else he's done. I don't know anybody that's hating. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that this, this record was a, uh, a, com- a, a comparative low artistically. Yes. Some people okay. were slightly to moderately disappointed. Got it. I think. Um, and they're not, you know, they're not wrong. That's, if that's how they hear it. I I hope they'll revisit it. If you, I guess this is the mess. If you're disappointed in the Kendrick record, wait six months, wait a year, wait five years. I hope you'll revisit it because I do think it's really, really good. Mm. Even the weird songs. Um, I think the weird, actually, I think the weird songs are what's great about it. Um, so I hope people will go back to it. Okay. Enough of my thoughts about rap. Cause that's weird. Uh, <laughs> Well, can I can I add a hip hop record on? Oh, uh, absolutely, on? absolutely. Uh, actually, Nate, why don't you do it? Because I live in New York, and there is a emergency vehicle coming by my apartment. Okay. Um, I was was feeling like it should Drew should be next, but 
Uh, I didn't listen to any new hip hop this year. Oh, oh it doesn't yeah, have to be hip hop, everybody. Just we're oh, just well, back well, in. Well, I want to throw. I want to throw a hip hop. But then Ural Droog uh, came out with the Yodfather this year, which uh, I felt was really good. And the thing, the thing I feel like I was missing from my hip hop diet was really Sage Francis. Uh, he was a, a rapper from Providence uh, who was who was coming up at the same time that I was playing in bands when I was there. Uh, very cerebral, very technical, very fast, very good. Uh, he also had a live band for a lot of his act during that time. I'm not sure if that has changed or not, but he hasn't put out a record in a really long time. And I picked up the Ural Drew record and felt like there was the 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 lyricism of of Sage Francis that I was missing uh, was in this particular piece. Uh, in, in particular, I would encourage everyone to listen to Francis Ford Coppola off of the, off of that record. Um, it's very good. It's also short. Um, you know the the long you know the the long like LP uh, in hip hop. I I feel is. That, that has been growing in popularity I, largely from, you know, folks like Kanye and, and, and folks like that. I, I, am really excited to see disappear. It's a 14 minute record and it's a banger. Nice. Sage Francis was on Anticon, right? For a while, at least he was on Ant. He was on Anticon and he was also the first rapper on epitaph, believe it or not. Oh, sweet. Nice. That's cool. Uh, I look forward to checking that out. Okay, Drew, do you have do you want to give us some more picks of any type? Just anything you loved? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Um, well, pick pick two I, or three. I, and kind of tell us <coughs> the stories of you know how you found them or you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like if it wasn't on Bandcamp, I had a hard time getting a hold of it because I'm not a Spotify person either. And um, um. I Bandcamp is just kind of the conduit through which I also often buy vinyl because I just I haven't been going out very much since COVID. I got, you know, I got these little kids that kind of demand a lot of attention. And I, I don't know, I'm just an old guy who never leaves his house. So like um, um, Swami Records put out uh that plosives album but it's not on Bandcamp, and um i've got a browser tab open to order vinyl from their website but i just i keep forgetting about it because i have a hundred tabs open all the time uh but you know that's uh that's that's good i just wish i don't know why anybody doesn't use Bandcamp. it's annoying for somebody like me but i'm sure there's a business reason behind it um one of my other that plosives record uh was on a lot of top 10 lists this year uh yeah with good reason it's you know it's it's good it's um it's got a lot of the hot snakes um um sound palette but like poppier vocals so I'm sure it's kind of um, um, hitting a lot of um, sweet spots for for people. Mm. Um, one of my other favorite bands, Preoccupations, put out a record called Arrangements earlier this fall, and um, 
I've been looking forward to that one for quite a long time. Um, wait, when did that come out? Yeah, September. Um, it, they've they've kind of, I don't know, they've gone more sort of dreamy '80s new wave. Um, hmm. Still pretty, uh, still pretty dark, but it's like um more ethereal i guess more um it's, it's way less immediate than 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 their previous records um they've just kind of gotten more and more um i don't know how to describe it just check it out it's good um Al Cisneros of Sleep and Ohm fame put out a uh, a dub plate box set this year. Um, Sinai dub box. It's, it's just dub music that he made. Um, it's so original stuff, not uh-huh. dubs of yeah. like other his music. Yeah, he yeah. So he's been making like dub seven inches and putting them out and limited quantities and then uh i think drag city just put out like an anthology of them um i put that on a lot uh elder just put out a new record i haven't spent a lot of time with it but i liked the track that i heard elders one of my favorite bands um everybody's kind of got their own take on doom music and i feel like theirs is one of the most unique, um, very prog. Uh, I don't know how they remember every note in every riff. It's insane. A lot. Um, of, I also love Elder. Lots yeah. of riffs. So many riffs. They're almost unclassifiable. I'd I'd probably say they left Doom behind. Yeah, a long it's... time ago. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Dead Root Stirring is probably Doom, but like so even the next is Lore, the next one, that's Doom adjacent yeah. at best. And they've kind of flown off into some other space. Yeah. yeah. Um reflection. I, By the time I, they also, the I also think this is their world. second I, I sorry to interrupt, uh sorry. Drew. I also think this is their uh uh se- second consecutive appearance on the LPLP best of a particular year because I think their record last year also made the list. Could be. They're super <laughs> consistent. I mean, if you like yeah. Elder, you have every reason to like everything they put out, basically. Yeah, I, the vocal uh, production changes a lot for some reason. Like, just the timbre and the like, the way it sits in the mix, they, it just seems like they're all... They, I feel like they nailed it on reflections of a floating world. Like that record is perfect. And, but, um, but the, the, the next one after that, it was like, uh, I don't know. It was more upfront, less, uh, there's less reverb on it. And he just, his vocal delivery was really different. Um, I don't know. I, maybe they just want to try new things, but, um, yeah, there, I mean, had, there was a member change. The drummer or the bassist changed. Like this is maybe the second drummer. record with the current lineup. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, you know, the guitar player is the guy that that sings. Yeah, yeah. So there's not like yeah. a direct relationship there to the vocals, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, 
the band dynamics change a little bit. So, yeah, um, I got a couple more. Uh, my friend Aaron turned me on to the Natural Yogurt Band. <laughs> um, That's natural, terrific. Yeah, the Natural Yogurt Band. Uh, they put out a, a new one in May. It's just funky, um, really vibey funk uh, synths and just funky drums. I, I don't know. It's, mm. it's it's awesome. Just go download everything on Bandcamp. It's it fucking rules. They're from the United Kingdom. Have you guys ever heard of Model Alpha? Negative. They're a no, French sorry. band, French duo. They they uh they do, you know, fun stuff with vintage synths and drum machines. Uh, they put out a record, Perceptions, in October. It fucking rules. Um. Uh, uh, my friend Darren put out a record under the name Problems. I think he put out two this year. He's like he's hard to pin down. He's he's been dabbling in different uh, electronic genres over the years, and um, I don't even know what he calls it now. He was <laughs> doing like he said he was doing footwork for a long time, and then now he's he's writing crazy uh techno music about his dog um he uh, just went he just toured a few bands by this name does he have a, a <laughs> problem so, so look, look for yeah yeah he's got a beard uh look for uh orange milk records orange milk is a really good electronic label um yeah it's problems on orange milk records that you darren's darren's great um rob darren is uh aka touch people and the show is the rainbow which you might remember oh really way back in the day holy crap yep i forgot the show is the rainbow oh man that's darren he's still at it Oh uh, my god! Okay, yeah, now yeah, I see his face. Yeah, yeah okay, he's, he's great. Uh, yeah, I think he put out two. He's uh, prolific. Uh, Lisa Belladonna keeps cranking out the jams. Oh, yeah. uh, she's fucking yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start with her. She's just a sorcerer. She's just mm-hmm. this awesome witchy lady from what like north carolina or something i don't uh, know uh, for sure the App- the appalachian mountains somewhere oh, okay. just yeah i don't know where lisa's from uh album after album just fucking delivers the spooky vibes and she's a lot of fun north carolina makes sense because uh lisa has a pretty good relationship with moog i think yeah. so that kind yeah. of <clears throat> yeah but that doesn't determine anything of course yeah, I mean, she's put out like three or four records this year. I don't know. It's she's she's awesome. Very prolific. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more, Drew. Then we got to okay, got to yeah. rotate. Beak put out a soundtrack kind of art collaboration thing. Um. Uh, cosmic music. Uh, I don't 
really understand the story behind this. It just showed up on Bandcamp, and I downloaded it, and it's it's beak. It, it's beak. Beak doing beak things. Beak doing beak. <laughs> All right, who are we? Uh, who are we passing the baton to? Who gets the peace pipe? Uh, I guess I can go. Um, I was going to go back um, to the hip hop um, real quick. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, we had Jet Moran and Milk Drop on the show, uh, their EP right away. Um, I really like that um, EP. I mean, it's, um, you know, they're both uh, very talented um, rappers and, um, you know, wordsmiths for lack of a better term but you know um so you know the you know it's 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 interesting to listen to the production is is really i really love uh the way that jet uh produces his music but you know it's 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 kind of heavy i mean that you know it's not necessarily a uh you know you don't listen to it if you are trying to you know party and stuff it's 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 a definitely a reflective album and it's you know um that way just because of the the way that it was you know the jet um you know the, the way the songs came about but um i i i i very much enjoyed it um and so that's one of my i i would put that on on my list and then hmm. um the Creepy Jingles record, uh, Take Me at My Wordplay. Um, also on my list, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think it has to go on. Um, who are, by the way, um, anyone listening to the show, they are they two of those songs, I think Decepticon and uh, Trojan Horse, Horse Girl are up for Best Songs of 2022 uh, on 90.9 The Bridge. If you go to the website, the... the uh, the voting put things right there. Um, so if you have the opportunity, uh, go cast your vote and you can vote for whoever you want, but just, you know, throw those two songs on there while you're at it. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the, the lyrics, um, the music is just, I mean, they're, yeah. Um, Josh Lynn and, and, and the rest of the, the, the that group, um, yeah, they put a, a really good record together, and and I did uh, actually uh, get a record player again. Um, it's been a while, and oh uh, hey, and I so so I I bought that one um, and played it on my record player, and it's, it's it's just good rock and roll. With I mean, yeah, the the lyrics will just you can yeah, it's I I I really love that record so. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'd probably pass it along. Pass close it you off at this point. All right. I think uh, Rob, if you want to close close out your whatever you know whatever you want to mention, and uh, then I think I can wrap us up. I think I can get through actually my entire list, especially since Nate covered the creepy jingles. I think <laughs> I could do minis and get through the rest of my list, kind of like Drew did. So 
Uh, why don't you go first? Sounds dope. Uh, for Necrogoblicon, uh, I, I think this was a big year. Uh, we were talking about how uh, records in 2022 represent a step function in their production quality. And this comedy death metal band out of Los Angeles, I absolutely adore. I had the pleasure of finally seeing them live on Halloween in New York. Oh, wow. And it was so much fun. Alex is every bit as good a guitar player as he sounds on the record. Like live, he shreds. And uh, this record was super fun. Um, it was also a, a year of like side projects I really enjoyed. Uh, the Eddie Vedder solo record uh, that was released in February ruled really, really good songs. Um, I have not been a big fan of Pearl Jam uh, post 2000. This Eddie Vedder record was very, very good. Uh, and the song that I would uh, submit for your consideration when thinking about listening to the rest of the record is called Mrs. Mills. And it's about the piano that is in uh, the, in Apple studios on Abbey road. And I had the pleasure of touring that facility uh, when I was last in, uh, in London in 2016. And it was really something to behold. Dan Andriano from uh, Alkaline Trio uh, has a uh, more of a like straight ahead, like just rock and roll band called the Bygones. Uh, they had a record called Dear Darkness this year. The single is sea level. Absolutely worth consuming. And then uh, there were there were two other outfits uh, that I came across by virtue of my participation in the long play listening party community uh, when uh Corey Kibler, who is who has been on this uh, uh, podcast several times, uh, Howie and I ha were involved in a email chain where we were talking about Pat Finnerty, Pat Finnerty from Philadelphia, who has a great YouTube series called What Makes This Song Stink? <laughs> and, yeah, I know. Uh, he, they were talking about Weezer, uh, which is very important to the three of us. And uh, he had a... Uh, uh, episode of what makes this song stink this year about machine gun Kelly and his song emo girl. And at the conclusion of this video, he said, if emo is coming back, if pop punk is coming back, if all this stuff is coming back, I want in. And so he made a pop punk band <laughs> called August is falling. <laughs> with the sole intention of getting enough money to purchase a hot tub. <laughs> and uh, by virtue of doing this, he attracted the attention of none other than famed emo producer of fallout boy panic at the disco and a whole bunch of other like crazy, like emo bands, butch Walker. And uh, he produced one of the songs on the CP. The EP is called the simple plan EP. By August is Falling, the best track, obviously, is the one that was produced by Butch Walker called the August is Falling. And that clued me into Butch Walker's solo project that he released this year, which is crazy. He released a record this year called Butch Walker as Glenn, where he creates a band that is an homage to 70s piano men like Billy Joel and Elton John. They're all original songs. 
but they all sound like Billy Joel and Elton John. And wow. it is very, very good. It is that so took an unexpected turn, and I'm excited. It's <laughs> wild. It's wild. Uh, I I've listened to the song, or I've listened to this record straight through probably like 30 times. Like like it's very, very, very good. Uh, the band is terrific. Uh, the conceit a little hokey, I have to admit, but the execution is so high that you'll forget about it after the second track. The tune that you need to hear to be sold on it is "Roll Away Like a Stone." Last one I would mention is the Toxhards. These people are demented. I would describe them best as Dream Theater divided by Sondheim. And they have a song called Angus the Prize Winning Hog, which I would recommend. Oh, yeah. I remember you sent me that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's mental. That's about the I, only I, way you can describe it. I Drew, you've got to you've got to watch the Angus the Prize Winning Hog. Uh, you will laugh. Uh, Drew was talking about uh, you know synth album, and I I I knew there was someone, um, a Caitlin Aurelia Smith. Uh, let's turn it into sound, um, which we released like in August, and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I love that music it's you know some people don't it just sounds like you know just random stuff but uh, it's i thought that was a really good record too uh, yeah i like her too she's kind of piggyback on some of drew's um you know list is she still doing um everything on bukla uh i thought so yeah, um, I think I that's trying the first to, thing. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I like her previous records. I uh, haven't, I haven't heard the new one. Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, because she didn't. She, she did something with uh, like Susan, Susan, uh, Shiani. Susan, yes, yeah, they did a yeah. collaboration. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that record's yeah. awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I think there's a lot of Bukla. But I don't think it's all Bukla. I mean, she's mixing in vocals and saxophones yeah, yeah. and all yeah, kinds yeah. of other stuff too. Uh, right? Yeah. But primarily, so, I think it's 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 based. But yeah, she. I mean, she's obviously throwing other stuff in. But uh, yeah, I, she operates. I think, in in my mind, at least to my ears, she operates on at least two tracks. I mean, there's the. There's the real synth records and the Bukla records and the like the Suzanne Ciani collaboration. And then she's got this other track that's mixing in the vocals and almost a pop element. It's a very weird pop element, but you know, there's a songwriting kind of this other piece to the synthesizers. Um, and I enjoy both, but I think this year's record is on the latter track. Yeah, um, some of the stuff that um, I just was start, start, starting to read on the Ghosty website about the album is super interesting, just about how how she was thinking about put, how she put it together. So that would, uh, yeah, I would check that out for sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, here I go. I'm going to uh, do... Got one more. Got one more. Yep, yep go more. ahead. When we're talking about 2022 being the step function... 
in uh, production quality. You said that three times. You got to tell us what a step function is. We're not all. Uh, oh, oh, uh, step, fun step function is a uh, uh, reaching in another plateau, uh, sure. uh, re reaching a, a a new level. And I think uh, I can't talk about 2022 without also talking about MS Ride and fight songs, uh, yeah. which was a big, big step forward. I adore this record. <laughs> um making a base first like record uh in 2022 was so original and so fun i love the lyrical content and the focus of conflict and relationship as a healing thing is so timely and so important right now and obviously uh, everybody here <laughs> was involved in that record in some way. Um, but I had to say my favorite song on the entire record is March uh, 401st, uh, which is a reference to the Stormtrooper Garrison. Isn't that is that right? Uh, yeah, definitely a Star Wars song, that one. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, it just rips the, the whole record rips. But um, man, I, I'm just... Uh, uh, when when it finally got released and I finally got the ability to listen to it, which uh, how he was very steadfast at making sure that not everybody could hear the whole thing at the, until it was. Well, well, was time. it worth it though? Was it worth it? It was, it was absolutely yeah. worth it. 100% worth it. Uh, it. It was mostly because I think what you were trying to preserve was the surprise. And there are so many surprises and so many turns on this record. <laughs> that I absolutely, absolutely adore because the, the small chunk that I heard, well, well, the, the three tunes that I had heard were cookie the last, last time. And the one, uh, that me and Travis worked on, which was, Hey, sleepyhead. sleepyhead. And, um, I, I had in my head what the record was going to be off of those three songs. And that was wrong. Uh, the, the record was, was quite a, no no yeah I mean it was it was quite a bit different, um, from from the rest of the rest of the runtime. Also, like it's great to have an a real long record again, like a real spin. Like this is something that you can invest like an hour in and really get something out of it, which I really enjoyed. Like so much of uh, you know my big complaint about the era of, of streaming and Spotify is that like people are putting out records and they're only like 30 minutes long, which, you know, is every punk record on the planet, but there, there, there was a period where the creative expression of a record required significant investment on behalf of the listener. And the way that you tapped into that kind of Motown era investment I think was like a meta part of this record, which I really appreciated and enjoyed. Well, thank you. I'm I'm really happy. I'm happy to hear you say the words bass. I'm happy <laughs> to hear you say the word fun. And I'm happy to hear you say the word healing. I think I'm glad those things are coming through. Very Motown's briefly. pretty good too. Oh, absolutely. No, I those are not the only things I'm I'm happy to hear all of it, of course. Um very briefly, I, I think something maybe I haven't said elsewhere, and I've said a lot about this album other places, but 
this was an experience of like repeatedly in different ways uh, coming up to the precipice of maybe a risk or doing something um, not the expected way and and choosing to do it and it working for once. Like it, it all worked for once. Like everything fell into place. The bass worked. The the mix, the Motown style mix worked. The sort of maximal track list. And we had, you know, Scott and I, <laughs> Scott was helping me with the track list for a while. And we had, we were going back and forth about, well, should we do a minimal, you know, 10 songs and like four bonus tracks or like, how do we, and in the end, it was like, no, let's kind of make it as big as possible. And um, it all just kind of, all those decisions kind of stacked up and, and worked. And they don't always. Sometimes you do a project and two work and one didn't. Or, you know, it, it goes different ways. But this is one where it all worked. And that was that was super fun. Um, so thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. It was, it was great to have an LP that didn't feel long, but it felt full. Mm. Well, I'm I'm glad it doesn't feel long. It I doesn't. It does not feel like a long, record, but but you know, <laughs> it, it's a runtime that is substantial on a level that we don't really get anymore. Like, you know, it, my my last band, I was like, why are we ever going to put out an LP? Like, like let's just put out five songs at a time because that's how people are going to consume things now. Like, like are are we really going to have something that we need to say in an entire record? And in this particular case, like the concept does take an entire record because it does take an entire relationship to describe, right? Like, yeah. and that was really cool to me. Excellent. Uh, well, you can find it at mrfuriousrecords.bandcamp.com. <laughs> and uh, uh, please let me transition. <laughs> um, uh, Public praise is not uh, uh, doesn't come easy to me, but I, I appreciate your words and I appreciate your ears, most of all. And I appreciate your uh, participation, each of you in in making this whole thing come together, because none of it works. It's 90 percent me or whatever, but like the spice that everybody adds I'm repeating myself though, but it, it needs everything. Lost and March 401st don't work without Drew. I would um, agree with that. Yeah, maybe yeah, this that one. The contribution is is obvious. Like like it's really very obvious. And I tried to make yeah. it obvious in the mix. Like like Drew is way out there in the mix in a good way. And those mm -hmm. songs, Lost was struggling to breathe until Drew's guitar parts came in. Um. Maybe this one, uh, it sort of worked before Nate, but like it didn't have the emotion. It didn't, it didn't connect emotionally till Nate's on it. So um, all those little pieces really are what are what made it work. Okay, finally, I'm doing my list. Merry Christmas, everybody! Happy New Year! Happy Hanukkah! <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa! Running through the the rest of my uh, best music of the year list and my best, you got to understand. To me, the best it has just like absolute lightning in a bottle, unbelievable. My honorable mentions, which I'm not even talking about, are outstanding records. It is, it is 
stuff I love is in the honorable mention list, but we're just going to rip through the best of my list that I haven't talked about yet. Very briefly, in alphabetical order, Amber Mark, Three Dimensions Deep. If you like pop, if you like R&B, in my perfect world, this is what's on the radio. Like this is what this should be selling 10 million copies and what everybody should be listening to. It should be playing in stores and it's uh, if you like 90s R&B with some modern production, Amber Mark is who you want. Beth Orton, Weather Alive. It's got a cool mm-hmm. story behind it. Um, but this is some I'm going to make a couple more references. I don't want to reduce this to its references, but like Talk Talk, The National. Mm. It's moody and um her vocal performances on this record are just incredible and if so if you are like so good the, the songs, songs are, are incredible. so good this just a big accomplishment for an artist at a really interesting point in her career uh so mm. worth a listen for that alone um locally brangia whole on days hope i'm pronouncing that right uh, we're friends with the guys in Brangia, including Daniel, who's been on the podcast before. But why? So uh, Travis is an incredible drummer. And I've seen him play. We played shows with him and I've heard projects he's done and they're all great. But this recording finally puts <coughs> Travis on tape in a way that feels like seeing him play the drums. I mean... It really captured his skill and his artistry as a drummer. And he's a very unique drummer. Yeah, he fucking rips. Nate, hit the mute button. <laughs> uh, Brangia, how do you spell that? B-R-A-I-N-G-E-A. And the album is H-O-L-O-N space D-A-Z-E. I hate that that's required in finding music today, but it is. It is. And the first first or last track um, are great. Um, but yeah, just a huge accomplishment to get Travis's <laughs> skill onto tape. Love it. Uh, Heinbach, YouTube synthesizer, wonderful, delightful German Mr. Rogers. Um, many projects this year, all of which are great, but the one that really captured... Uh, my my imagination is called Synket Studien, and it's a uh, one synthesizer, this very rare Italian synthesizer called the Synket, uh, which is uh, they were kind of made one by one by this guy. He only made like ten synthesizers ever, uh, so it's extremely rare. It lives in a museum. He did a video about it and recorded a short album with it. And uh, just a fascinating instrument. It sent me down a whole rabbit hole about the instrument itself and learning what the knobs do because it's set up differently than any other synthesizer. Um, and I, that was really fascinating. It took up a weekend trying to figure out how to how to how the synket worked with moderate success. Um, hammered hulls careening. Uh, the Fugazi energy lives. In a really good way. It sounds fresh again. It's uh, share some members with Fugazi. It's not. Oh, really? Not, wow. Uh, just a. It's not a rehash. Okay. Um, but if you like sort of <laughs> angular guitar punk, 
music that's really smart. And uh, Mary Timoney's in the band, too. I love Mary Timoney. Hmm. Um, so kind of a super group, really. What's, wow. what's the, what, what is this? Oh, Drew, you, you're going to love this. I assumed you were all over this. Hammered Holes. Hammered Holes. And it's out on Discord. Hmm. Uh, album's wow. called Careening. Uh, three to go. Puerco S. Plunk. Uh, sort of a local guy. I mean, he's lived around the world, but um, my favorite Puerco S. album by far. Very minimal electronic music. But as you, the minimalness of it draws you in. And as you're drawn in, you realize what rich detail there is and how much has how much thinking has gone into every sound you hear you don't hear a lot of sounds but the sounds you do hear carry a lot of intention Mm. um and it's kind of it kind of crisscrosses a lot of genre i guess you could call it an ambient album but it it's quite percussive um it's not drony at all. It's it's, but it doesn't really. There's no ints either. So I don't know. It's experimental electronic music, I guess. Uh, season waves, earth patterns is a sort of jammy, jazzy uh, confluence of acoustic instruments and electronics. Um, very kind of cinematic and soundscapey, could soundtrack a movie or a game, um, but not not background music. Lots of great percussion, um, just good. Wow, it sounds. This doesn't do it justice, but just just good vibes. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about season waves, uh, and they've got a good. Uh, you know, a couple earlier records that are very good too. And finally, I couldn't be happier to be ending here. Uh, the return of Kansas City's Mighty The Architects. Surprise dropped Border Wars Volume 3 maybe a month ago. Out of nowhere, I don't know anyone that knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming. Brandon didn't say anything about it when we had him on the podcast in the summer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I haven't really fully absorbed it yet, but it's just so good to have the architects back in the saddle. Mm. And um, what I really need to do is put Border Wars one, two, and three all in a all in a row and and just play them down. Um, but it's architects doing architects things, and that's one of my favorite things ever. Right on. There we go. We did it. <laughs> Yo, again, we did it. Once again, uh, Rob, I'll have to update you on the <coughs> podcast uh, episode count. We're in the late fifties now, so uh, yeah, guys. Getting... I mean, thanks for uh, hanging out with us and uh, talking about this stuff, dude. What are you talking about? Uh, joining uh, joining you all to talk about records is one of my favorite things to do. So, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, man. You you uh, you. Definitely, uh, yeah. The breadth of of the stuff that you talk about is is very impressive. So uh, um, it's always good to kind of, I guess, 
give you a, a platform to kind of do your thing. What's going on? Same with you, Drew, man. Yeah, I'm glad uh, I've got friends who podcast, so I don't have to have one. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're happy to be your podcast. Yeah, man, let's be your vehicle. Love hanging out with your <laughs> You're the best one-liners ever. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. We hope we've given you some... Yeah, he's uh, kind of funny. He's, he's, he's sort of funny. <laughs> In small amounts. <laughs> All about the timing. Good for guest appearances. He's <laughs> like the, the Franks, you know? Every now and then when you got to... Throw some hot sauce in that, in that stuff. Spice it up. Well, listeners, we hope we have spiced up your uh, new year with some new music. And we will see you in 2023. This has been the Long Play Listening Party. Later, everybody. See you! I don't know what happened to my video. Oh, <laughs> my